It's summer and everyone's talking about water. LifeSource water systems reduce hard water problems and remove harsh chemicals that cities add to your Hetch Hetchy water. No filters to change, no salt to add, and no maintenance. LifeSource water gives you delicious water, softer skin and hair, and brighter laundry. For a limited time, LifeSource water will pay your sales tax. Offer ends soon. Call LifeSource water at 888-712-4279 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. That's 888-712-4279. LifeSource water. Taste and feel the difference. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shortcomings, where we shoot the shit about every single episode of Sex and the City. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? No, whatevs. It's, you know, it's another day. It's a it's Monday. Day. We're recording at a different time. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, it is. Here we are. Luckily, there's no, you don't have fire alarms. I don't have massive construction next door to me happening. They're basically rebuilding the house next door. I've fallen in love with the man who has seen me naked too many times. Who's fixing the roof next door Mm. to me. Our meet cute is over, but I did play Always Be My Baby to him before he left. But I don't think he recognized it was for him. But But it it might have been like subconscious. Like it could have like penetrated his his subconscious. He was a gorgeous, probably 68-year-old man just digging away at the roof. I loved him. No. There's something real hot about roofers. But speaking of fire alarms this morning, so last week they were testing the fire alarms for two days straight. It was hell. This morning I get woken up at 6, 6.30 to fire alarm. And I'm like, oh, fuck my life. Is this, what is going on? And then I had to go downstairs. It was like one of those where it's like, do I, don't I? Did and then like fire trucks were there. Was I never go downstairs. It was intense for a morning. Well, Chris, the the one time I don't go down is going to be the time I burst into flames. Are you trying to trap me? I mean, it would be a fitting end. Okay. All a right. Poor decision is how you go out. Ugh. How you lived is how you died. Making poor decisions. I don't make that many poor decisions. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Okay. I live. Um, I live life. To the least. <laughs> to the least. To the stupidest. Yeah, to some the of us live it to the most, to the to its fullest. Uh huh. Others, to the stupidest. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Sam, there is something going on in the Sex and the City cinematic universe. Have you seen the footage, the cute little footage from the Emmys that's going around HBO Max's new promos? Yes. I almost cried when I saw it. When I just saw the three of them together, like moving. I guess after all these goddamn instagram images it was like shocking to watch them move no to watch them like actually be real people i was really excited i was like wait a minute sarah jessica parker is moving it was like oh this is really happening yeah i knew it was happening obviously but like to see it i actually was kind of like is this happening is this like when are we because it feels like they've been filming for 92 years oh I know. This can't possibly be coming out, by the way, this year. I mean, unless it's little Christmas time treats. I saw them on Instagram recently. They're still building sets. Oh, God. They were like, we're building this character's apartment. I'm like, this can't come out this year. I want to know. I want to get the intern who was running the Just Like That social media page on this podcast. So if anyone could find them, I would be delighted. I've got questions about what he's up to over there. He or Or she. she. Mm -hmm. Or they. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I do personally, in my heart's mind, think it's a, like, sassy gay man. Okay. It could be. I don't know why. Mostly because he's taking a lot of pictures of Steve. (laughs) Are you picturing it? Kind of like an Anthony? It's a lot more Steve content than I think it needs to be. It's heavily Steve-focused. I'm like, another picture of him? Just, like, in a a (sighs) shitty, like, button-down? Laying on the couch. Okay, he did look good there. He looked real good. Oh, we gotta talk about the photo of Harry, our king. He looked different. I've lived long enough to see history rewrite itself on Harry Goldenblatt. Wow. He's a sex symbol. Much like Stanley Tucci, who I've been into since the moment I laid my eyes on him. Okay. I've lived long enough to see the world come around. Also on Naomi Campbell versus Tyra Banks, it is Mm. nice to finally be justified in this world after fighting so hard. I mean, the Harry, that photo, he just looks a little different. I I thought he looked good. I know, you love a Harry, though. Much like how I love a Steve. Yeah. We'll get to that. on the bridge, Maramble. (laughs) That's my favorite when you do that. (sighs) So, obviously, we've lost Willie Garson. How do you think they're going to handle the death of of Willie Garson in this? Because, I mean, to my understanding, he was filming Mm -hmm. for the revival. Do you think they'll edit him out? Or do you think they will address it in some way? I mean, we've already got to handle, like, Samantha. Right. Now there's going to be this other, like, inherent difference. Yeah, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks, like, did he know how sick he was and did he let them know? And then they kind of prepared for that. So maybe he wasn't as involved in the reboot as like we might think. So he doesn't really have to be written up. But we are ultimately going to have to handle, particularly if they're thinking about already doing a season two of this. Yeah. We have to figure out what's going on with Stanny. And he is, he's not only now right connected to to Carrie, he's connected mm-hmm. to Anthony, Anthony, who's connected to Charlotte. He's a more integral player than well, he, he was ever was a before. Huge part of season, or the second movie which a lot of people don't count but you know like his wedding and everything i don't know what they're going to do i bet they i bet they i do mean obviously it's job. going to be tasteful and lovely yeah. however they choose to honor him but it is it'll just be really sad i think however it happens yeah. whatever they decide also because i think a lot of people probably assumed somewhat myself included right that at least at the beginning of the whatever this revival may be these 10 episodes that there was a chance stanford might be holding some space there in carrie's life that would have been no longer held by samantha yeah like maybe he would have been like a bigger he would have played a bigger bigger part part of it kind of like how in the gilmore girls revival they had to beef up michelle because suki wasn't there right you're Um, right um also it was funny the other day on instagram i had sent chris the photo of bitsy that was just posted so fucking and he was like he's like why the fuck would you send this to me i already sent it to you why are you making me look at it again and because i didn't see that you yeah i was like literally bitch scroll up it's the (laughs) last thing i sent you i said i hate her and then you said i think you said ha 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 did it what's going on with candace and then you sent it to me again Listen, I... To make my eyes have to fall upon that fucking Bitsy Von Muffling. Which, by the way, I do love that on this podcast she's become the enemy. Her and Skippy. (laughs) 
I'm hoping we see him. I'd love for him to darken our doorways again. (laughs) Just because it would be such a deep cut. Oh, it would have been like we're going into archives. After we've watched all of season one and seen all of the characters they built, I'd love for them to give us a deep cut of a Capote Duncan, Mm. a Amelita Amalfi, a Skipper. I'd really love to see a Kevin. Kevin. Tommy the Doorman. antidepressant king. You know, maybe we did like season one. Yeah, are we? we? I'm like waxing poetic, really remembering. Yeah, you're like, well, we need to bring back these these big players. These were great characters. (laughs) After literally we spent 12 weeks going, another episode. I think you actually rated one of the episodes in season one as zero. No, I rated. Or did you rate I rated, a one? I believe three of them one, and the only wow. reason they didn't get a zero is because there's Samantha. Okay. So right. watch out, revival again. There is no Samantha, so I'm willing to give those episodes zeros when we get to them. You can't have be a zero if you've got Samantha Jones. I already told you my theory on the revival. That Kim Cattrall is the best actress ever. <laughs> no, my theory on the revival. I mean, I feel like I've said this before, but I think it's going to shift into. So, oh, this is a, a stupid new theory. Brand. Okay. <laughs> but keep going. Go on. I think they're going to shift it into like another group of women. Like the new group. So you think that if there's an and just like that season two, Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte won't be in it. No. That's crazy. I know. It's and just it's a not thought. gonna happen. I know, it's just a thought. Although I by the way, I do look forward to meeting all of our new characters. Right. I'm so excited to see Nicole Ari Parker. I know. She's stunning. Stunning. Gorge. All right. Should we Let's get, get into, into season two, episode two? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the little episode synopsis. Carrie is confronted with her feelings about Big. Miranda can't speak up in bed. Samantha wrestles with telling James the truth. And Charlotte got a damn dog. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. What are your thoughts? Just off the top. I mean, off the top. You look like you got lots to say. Lots and nothing. I mean, off the top, I want to just apologize to all of the dear listeners of this podcast, the 10 of you who faithfully listen every Wednesday. Yeah. We spent 12 weeks saying we couldn't wait to get to season two, and it turns out we meant season three. There are a lot of plot points that we thought we were... We charging right into the, and we're not going to get into what those plot points were because we no. don't want to make ourselves seem stupid right but we i we got to episode two and i was like wait where is this this and this and everything i googled that was season three it was like season three episode two <laughs> it was like i thought we were historians and then i watched this episode and i was like i was like i've never seen this before <laughs> this felt like a season one episode. i genuinely wondered had i ever seen it before with the exception of shoes and sharon Oh, we'll get there. But I was thrown for a loop. I was like, what's going on? Where are we? I mean, the synopsis part first, Carrie, is like every episode. Right. I think once I said Carrie struggles with her feelings about Big, and you were like, bitch, that is the synopsis of literally every episode, two movies, and probably the 10-part revival. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that sounds just like the show but the theme of this week is really about telling the truth in your relationship and facing the realities of yourself and your partner Mm -hmm. much like every episode of sex in the city i think there is a good kernel of an idea there right 
It's the execution. It all centers around like one thing, but it's all brought to them in different ways. And they all are dealing with this idea of, right, like being honest with yourself and with the other person, and that's dancing a great around idea. things. However, right. we had some, <sighs> some tough goes. And I think it's really evident in the monologue. Oh, okay. Let's, let's listen to the monologue. Was Miranda right? Have we put such a premium on being open and honest with one another? that we've misplaced the boundaries of propriety? Are there still certain things in a relationship one should never say? Mm. Is Mm. that even... That's not clever. It's not funny. It's not deep. No, it's just a question. (laughs) Just a question. Just asking. I remember as a kid thinking, God, if only I could live in New York City and read a column like Carrie's, I would never read this. Out of respect for Candace Bushnell, I would. Oh, no, 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 no. I have read Candace's book many times. It is so different okay. than the show. It is so okay. <laughs> frank and funny. I mean Carrie Bradshaw as a writer. Oh. Not the actual original columns, which I think are brilliant. And the good parts of season one, the good writing in her her voiceover is, is, is ripped truly from Candace's column. Right. She is really just asking. And I mean, at least she's not like, was this the this of this? Or, oh, remember when she compared, like, she was... Everything's a threesome, like ducks. And it was like two different kinds of birds. It was, it was like, like ducks, and then they shot Larry, to like Curly and Mo or fucking three it, stooges. I mean, something's not right with this woman as a writer. No, she's that's why it's she's in the um, what is it, the Star, the New York Observer. I know the, the New wait, York that Observer. may have been what it was in real life. Maybe they had to retitle it for the show. Yeah, I think it was the Star and the show. So. In the kind of cold <laughs> open for the episode, we meet yeah. Susan Sharon. She's loud. She's rich. And I have made sure, guys, again, to the tens of twenties of listeners of this podcast, that Sam has not talked too much about the Real Housewives. Right. I've really tried to derail her. And by the yeah, way, there's a lot of times. Many, many minutes off of this podcast where I'm like, we just, she and I. Don't need people don't need to hear us talking about that. No. However, that's not why you're here. There is an actual connection in this episode to the Real Housewives. Susan Sharon is apparently based off of Real Housewife of New York Dorinda Medley. Now I thought I had read an actual like New York Times article that said this comparison. I Googled it. This is from like a Reddit thread from like 2007. Oh, it's been around for a long time. But the essential basis of this is just someone said it on Reddit. There isn't, right. you can't find any facts. Candace Bushnell never said it. Dorinda no. never said it. Sarah Jessica Parker never said it. The actress who plays Susan Sharon never said it. And yet I believe it to be true. I believe it to be true, but I also have a bone to pick because Susan Sharon's husband's name is Richard. But rumors are that this husband isn't Richard Richard. He's not supposed to portray it's her first husband with Hannah. Yes, and then they named him Richard, and I think that this would have aired while Richard was still alive. Yeah. And Richard would have thought married. it was funny that this that the character was named after him because he seemed to have a great sense of humor. And guys, if you haven't seen Housewives, I'm basing that off of him appearing to Dorinda as a balloon. Yeah. You know This is a man I think I... about, by the way, once every like three weeks. Their love story. I really think about it. I'm like, dear Richard, I hope he's okay. When he bought her that house. I know. And she was like, Dad, you don't have to go in through the the service entrance. 
this is our house. I was like, oh. But didn't you think she also, and by the way, shout out to all the Housewives fans. If she you aren't, like I hope Dorinda. you like click the little 15 second button or listen on Spotify. I think there it's 30 seconds. Yeah. Because this is now deep cuts. I think she really did capture Dorinda. Oh, knowing Dorinda as well as I do. I wish, yeah. she play, I wish Dorinda had played this role. And knowing that Candace and Dorinda are actually friends in real life, this made so much sense. And Dorinda has been a New York staple for years. The way Susan Sharon stole Carrie's cigarette at, as they're walking, I could see Dorinda doing that. She talks with her hands. That's Dorinda. She's got a clear drinking problem. That's Dorinda. She's just loud. She's a little abrasive. She's funny, but yet she's warm. I believe they both worked in the cashmere business. She's a quick talker. Quick. An over-talker. She's a giver. She loves a gift. And not afraid to tell you how much it costs, but doesn't care if you sell it. Oh, we gotta get to that. That. So, in the cold open, to just kind of close that out, and mm-hmm. I hope that wasn't too annoying to people who don't watch Housewives, but Susan Sharon is Dorinda. Dorinda is Susan Sharon. I thought that actress did an amazing job. Yeah. She has a very, very mean husband. But did you think it was weird that he's into Natalie and Brulia and you too? It didn't fit his... It didn't fit his personality. Personality. But I was like, Mm-mm. so he's listening to Torn. And truly, I actually can't name a U2 song other than that one. Remember when like... they uploaded that album onto everyone's phones in like the dead of night? <laughs> you just If you we had an like... iPhone, you just woke up and U2 was just like with you. It was so weird. Look like, at the fuck out of here. I know. I was like, Bono? What the fuck are you doing? It's I so funny. Know, he oh would no, probably those, be so tres, happy. Correct. Or remember when he did the red campaign? Oh, I know all of his social justice and activist work. Stop. I mean, okay. We, but the music, I'm not familiar. I believe they have a CD called The Joshua Tree. Uh, you might be a little and bit I, more familiar than you think. Are I, you I couldn't fan? name a song on that CD unless there's one <laughs> okay. called The Joshua Tree. But okay. I just was like... Is there a human being alive who holds in them Natty Imbruglia and you two? He's dynamic. He is layers. Also, did anyone own a Natalie Imbruglia CD? Yeah. But you know what? This is before when you could buy singles. Oh. If you liked Torn, you were getting the whole CD. Right. God, it must have been so much easier to be an artist back then. So, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Actually, you weren't just uploading trash to like Spotify. I'm no. pretty sure I could upload an album to Spotify. There were no SoundCloud rappers back then. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, God. Whatever. Okay. He, is he a rapper? I actually don't even know anything about it. He's I, like rock rap. But he is a singer. He's not an actor. He's both. He's got a real face for, actually, I was going to say radio or podcasting. He's got a face to be punched. And I believe yeah. it was at the VMAs a few weeks ago. It was there was an attempted punching by Conor McGregor. You guys, this is actually a pop culture podcast. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with Sex in the City. Let's get into the girls. Let's get into the girlies. <laughs> so Charlotte, our beloved Sharshar. No, Chris, really quick. I met someone over the weekend in person, and they said that their dog's name was Charlotte. And I literally pulled a U, and I was like, Sharshar? I love her. Yeah, Was it named love. after our beloved Sharshar? No. Well, that's sad. But should have been. But we learn that Charlotte is quite into dirty talk. And I thought Kristen Davis was great. Sometimes men just need to hear a little encouragement. Such as? You know, yes, duh, that's right, uh-huh. Don't stop. Just like that. Come on, fucker, don't stop. She said, 
yes, fucker, don't stop. I was like, who are you saying this to, ma'am? None of the men we've seen her, none of the 18 men we've seen her be in love with. No, all of these men we've seen, we've seen her be hesitant about sex a lot. So this was like very odd. We know she doesn't get on her knees. Not that that's the only way to get blowjobs, but perhaps the best way. (laughs) Okay. Tips and tricks by Chris Lewis. (laughs) If you're interested in any tips. Yeah, that will be shortcomings after dark. The sun's still up, guys. Yeah. But I would just wonder, it seemed like the writers were departing from, like, the Charlotte we know just for a laugh. Mm -hmm. Because it didn't really feel honest to the person we know right now. No, and I think that's kind of why uh, Samantha Carey and Miranda both were like, what? However, I think Kristen Davis did a great job, but I wish we'd seen the Charlotte who's willing to, like, be a little go there to make a relationship work yeah. because what we've seen so far is is that she's just kind of like i've got my rules and i'm not bending from them except the time she did try to have a threesome with the guy she, she tried although no not really he was just kind of a jerk and pushed her off the bed and then she was like i gotta get out of here but and then the rest of charlotte's storyline is really she just she has a new jack russell terrier henry who is adorable and very energetic um so how we met Henry, is Charlotte's seductively walking to her bedroom and she opens the door and you don't know who she's going to be seeing or what. And she's Yes, like, it's obviously Hi. meant to allude to the fact that there's going to be a man laying in her bed. And then there's the Jack Russell Terrier, Henry, on the bed. And I was like, has he been in there all day with the door closed? That doesn't feel right. <laughs> he should be probably crated. <laughs> yeah, or just like, I don't know, open the fucking door. It felt weird. I'm like, maybe that's why he's so angry, Charlotte. Because you got him trapped. That's true. She's not. She and that's true. She doesn't seem to be the best dog owner. No, no, as we know. And the dog is set up as this kind of metaphor that Charlotte's done with men and she's tired of them, so she's getting this dog, which is kind of a relatable situation. I know of many people who got pets during the pandemic because they couldn't date and were looking for something to do with that energy. Mm-hmm. Um. Or just like, oh, I've gone through, I've been replaced by a dog before. Like, I broke up with a boyfriend, and then he texted me a few weeks later and was like, I got a dog. I was like, oh, great. Oh, thank Thanks. you. Good for you? Yeah. You look happy and healthy. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, like, it's very relatable. I, the thing is, is like, the dog is very unruly. She can't control him. He chews on all of her shoes and purses. It's very chaotic. Henry! Henry! Bad! Bad! Charlotte realized, like so many males before him, Henry had shit all over her perfect world. He and Charlotte soon parted ways. What did you think of their breakup? Um... (laughs) I just think, again, don't leave the dog in the fucking room, That's what I'm saying. Like, girl, what are we doing? And you know what? I actually have been, like, at someone's house before or, like, at dinner or brunch, and they bring their dog, and they're, like, so crazy about controlling this animal that it just like it makes it hard to focus so i got when samantha was like will you relax because you're driving everyone at the stable insane please leave i do not love just as a rule of thumb if a group of adults are all together and there's either a dog cat baby or anything else Mm -hmm. that we all have to focus our attention on i'm like i didn't come here to like play with your dog God knows I love children and babies and dogs. You held a baby this weekend. Yeah, but what I don't need is like, 
oh my god the oh my god the dog's so precious oh my god look he's so crazy look at him he does this this and this i'm like i, I i'm actually we're both adults so i'd like to talk to you and the yeah. dogs in the background but also don't bring your dog to a brunch or something if it's not well behaved it's very stressful to be the other person who's like sitting there while someone's like yelling at their Particularly dog. Particularly indoors. Yeah, that felt. I mean, I mean, I can't even eat in an indoor restaurant right now. Probably, the fucking dog is going in. He's probably so pent up, and then like she's carrying him. He doesn't even walk. No wonder he has all this like extra energy. What did you think of this as a storyline, just in general? I mean, lame. They could have I mean, done I better. I think it's nice, right, to lay the foundation that um. Charlotte can be a dog person because we know ultimately she's going to get Elizabeth Taylor Goldenblatt. Right. And I think she has a new dog in the revival. I I just, it wasn't compelling. I was just like, oh, it's here. I was just like, oh my God, these writers really were like, fuck, we forgot to write something for Charlotte. Yeah. Give her a dog. Yeah. Should we get into old Sam Jones? Oh, good old Sammy Joe. So she's really struggling with old James. (laughs) I would highly disagree. Practically all the relationships I know are based on a foundation of lies and mutually accepted delusion. James and me, for instance. I pretend that he doesn't have a small dick and he pretends not to notice we haven't had sex for three weeks. I love this storyline. I have to say right up the top, I think just James is just, whoever the actor is, I think he's gorgeous. Even when Gorge. he came in, when she was like on the bed and he's in the bath, what I assume is like the bathroom mm-hmm. with his little tuft of chest hair and his nice headache. I was like, this is a good looking man. It is. He is like a more normal looking Smith to me. He's not as like chiseled. It's I think outside of Big, he may be the hottest man we've seen so far on the show. And that's just because, look, we've seen, I mean, who are we comparing? We haven't Capote, had a lot to feast our eyes your on. baby boy, Capote Duncan. Who? Capote Duncan. I think James is more attractive than Capote Duncan. Okay. But Capote Duncan has big dick energy. And we Probably. know James, quite literally. Does not. Does not. No. So Samantha is in hell, relationship hell. She is not sexually fulfilled. She's tried and tried and tried. We saw it last episode. And he's noticing her lack of interest in him. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) I'm tired. We did applaud Kevin for being a mental health king. Okay. Back in, I think that was season one, episode 11. Yes. What do you think of the fact that James is like so open to therapy? I think he's open to therapy because he thinks it's more of Samantha's problem. And it's going to get him what he wants, which is sex. Yeah, I don't think he fully <laughs> is like pulling a Kevin where he's like, I want to go to therapy and like better our relationship. I and think get he's... my like Zoloft so that makes my dick like taffy. God, visual. I think he just wanted to go to therapy because he was like, something's wrong with her. Nothing is wrong with me because he is very fragile in his masculinity because she's well, Before we get to that, what did you think of the therapist and the insane joke? That she wrote a book called Into Me See, A Couple's Guide to Intimacy. I was so sick <laughs> when Sarah Jessica Parker had to say that. I felt bad for her. I was like, these writers need to do better. Season two, babe. Into Me See? Into Me See. <laughs> First of all, it's not clever. What does that it even really sell. mean? Into me, me See. See. So maybe it, it's... It's a real... If you and I were a couple, I would give you the book and it would help you see into me. Yeah. And somehow that unlocks intimacy. 
It's a very self-focused. Yeah, very. Because it's like, I don't think intimacy is letting the other... Well, maybe it is. And maybe this shows you and I have some real problems. Yeah. We're like, I don't think intimacy has anything to do with seeing the other person. Uh-oh. Oh. We're like, um, intimacy is when someone does something for me. <laughs> what what could it possibly have to do with the other person? Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay. This, you know what this felt like to me? Remember? I mean, obviously you remember, but like later on, we Samantha is in a relationship with a woman and I felt her energy was very similar with how she is handling this. Like she's just like wanting. You the therapist was similar to. No, like how Samantha is handling James because when she's with. Um, is her name Sophia? Sophia? When she's dating the woman. I yes. felt like the artist. The artist, yes. Um, the woman like wants to talk about her feelings all the time, and Samantha's very shut down, and she's very like, "I'm really tired. I just want to stop." And so it just felt very similar to me. No, that's a great point. So Samantha obviously has problems integrating liking someone and her sexuality. So she loves James, and I think she, we really are to believe she enjoys being around him and Mm -hmm. i think the same is to true with maria she feels this connection with her sexually in that case but then their lifestyle doesn't really compute and she has trouble integrating those things yeah and she finally speaks her truth about james he pushed her that's true she didn't want to no she was like it's okay the idea of seeing velma into misi rudin on a weekly basis was much more than Samantha could bear. Your penis is too small. Excuse me? It doesn't, and it just, it, it can't. And, and I can't, and it's, it's just too damn small. Did you ever stop to think that maybe your vagina's too big? What can I say? I need a big dick. I hear that. Which is interesting. It seems like Sam, she would have stayed until she snapped. I do. I think if he would have just like stopped pushing her, I feel like the relationship would have lasted longer. But so she snaps. Everybody has a breaking point. Um, I do think it's a nice cue up of Samantha choosing herself and her, what she loves, which is sex. Right. And ultimately that'll be what drives. She will leave both. Richard and Smith Jared because she is choosing herself. They're in Atlantic City when she says to Richard, I love me more than I love you. And then when she breaks up with Smith in the first movie, she uses another version of that. Mm -hmm. And it is nice that there is that kind of idea here laid bare that maybe Samantha needs to be alone with her one great love, sex. Yeah. And I also felt a shift too in the sense that like Samantha isn't portrayed as this like tragic character and really anymore. Uh like season 1, remember you and I were always like why are they always making her feel so like tragic or insecure and I'm just like I don't think that that's her There's at all. There's a version and of I the like scene, that. the scene where it doesn't end with the joke with the therapist, but they do that sad pan and they do a few times in season 1. Where Kim Cattrall's yeah. supposed to be sad, but then she'd give a little wink and a smile. Mm-hmm. But do you think, personally, it's ever okay in a relationship to say, I love me more? Aww. It's pretty tough. I think it is. 
I think it's tough, but I think it's honest. And I think it's okay. You know, I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, it would be devastating to hear <laughs> if someone said that to me. I would be really hurt by that, but I also understand where she might be at or he or whoever. It's tough, but I think it's uh, it's very truthful and I'm so proud of her. I feel like you've said it before. Me? Kitten? Yeah. <laughs> Have you said this to someone before? Yeah. Okay. See, I, someone has said it to me before. By the way, we didn't break up. Where they up. said, they looked at me and said, I'm number one. By the way, when I said that, we didn't break up. Right, we didn't either. It was just like I had to make it very clear that I, at that point in my life, because I was like feeling very neurotic and dealing with anxiety, I was like, look, I really enjoy spending time with you, but I can't, and I would like to continue, but I have to be more important right now. No, and I think that that's okay. I also think it depends on like where you're at in your relationship. This was like three dates in. Yeah, I don't think if you're like 25 years married and someone's like looking at you and they're like, I care about myself more. I would be I, crushed. I still, by the way, I would be like, and look, and me caring about me has allowed me to hold space for you. Wow. I don't, I don't think that it is essentially an awful thing to say. I don't think it's something a parent should say to a child, but I think it is okay to say to a partner. But because we have this idea, this, the traditional idea of love is I am meant to give over every part of myself and be transformed by this relationship. Again, I think it's very... It is okay to say I. you have to put on your life vest before you're the person next to you. I agree. I think because I've also been in relationships where I don't put myself first and then I lose myself and then I become resentful and then I'm like, I push that person away and then we break up <laughs> because I'm like... Shout out to the Christina Yang monologue from yes. Grey's Anatomy to Owen yes. Hunt taking pieces from me. Everyone should play. If you're starting to date a new person, send them that monologue. And it's like, I get it. I just like, I, I think it's very nuanced. I think it's very layered. I think it depends on the situation. All right. Let's get into where we really get the comedy of this episode. Owen Miranda. Miranda. And I got to tell you, Miranda was, she's back, baby. She was on one in episode one, acting a goddamn Mm -hmm. mess. This episode, I loved her. Loved. Miranda. Hobbs. She's dating a new guy, Aaron Melman. You know, I got to ask my question right before we get into it. What'd you think of Aaron Melman? He seemed like a fun guy. We did not get... I enjoyed that we never once saw him outside of the uh, bedroom. No. I never saw his legs. I saw his I was going to say usually they up. do that with most men, but I guess the last guy Miranda dated, the religious guy who John Benjamin Hickey played in the finale, we only saw him thrusting and showering. Right, no, this guy, we we barely saw a forearm. There, we weren't seeing much. He had a very pouty mouth. I thought he was cute. I don't think he was cute, but like they seemed to have fun together. I like that they met outside of a food truck. Felt very Miranda vibes. She was probably getting that chicken she liked from season one. Yeah. Um, but he's very into dirty talk, and <laughs> Miranda shares that she can't do that with partners. Right. Because sex is not a time to chat. In fact, it's one of the few instances in my overly articulated, exceedingly verbal life where it is perfectly appropriate, if not preferable, to shut up. And now suddenly I have to worry about being stumped for conversation? No, thank you. Where do you stand on Dirty Talk? You know what really bothered me is that he was downtown going down on her, okay? Crawls upwards 
and is looking. What's he doing? He's going down on her. And then talking? That's and then a talks, but then gets so close to her face. And I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, well, then and- you are... You have a little Sharshar in you because I believe later Charlotte will say you keep a box of napkins on your bedside table. He politely dabs his mouth and then he comes up. Listen, I'm just going to say this on this podcast and it's a very controversial opinion. I don't enjoy that act. You don't don't enjoy someone going down on you? Nope. Nope. What the Jackie Goldschneider is going on? I just don't like it. Like, I, uh, I don't. Like it, I I know I'm supposed to, but I hate it. You're not supposed to like anything you don't like. It just makes me uncomfortable. It just makes me so uncomfortable. Like someone's face is in like the most private area of your body with their mouth. And what am I supposed to do with my hand? Like what am I supposed to do up here? You know, mouths go together. Private parts go together. It's... (laughs) Don't go mixing up here with down there. That doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't enjoy it. So you're giving head and receiving nothing in return, which is, again, shout out to your parents who listen to this podcast. Oh my God. I'll tell them to skip this episode. I believe that's, you know, a lot of men would like that. (laughs) You know, I've enjoyed it very, very small. It makes me think maybe you're not, maybe none of the men you've slept with are good at it. That could be the thing that, that's my first instinct, just because I would imagine having, obviously never having it had done to me. Right. For clear lack of that body (laughs) part. Obvious. You know, you just got to get somebody who knows what they're doing. I always heard you can't approach it cautiously. You got to get in there. You got to get in there. I also think. uh, This is, by the way, worse than Shortcomings After Darkness 415. I know, we're getting real freaky. But okay, okay, you know what I'll say is I just think it's really intimate and I don't think anybody should just be doing it to me. I want there to be like an emotional connection. Have you enjoyed it more when you've been with partners who you feel more into me? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you're like, once we're intimate, into me, you can see. You can literally see. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love being open and vulnerable on this podcast. So Miranda shares with them that she does not feel comfortable doing dirty talk. Right. Which, by the way, I think that's the question I asked you. And then we dovetailed into a whole other conversation. (laughs) Yeah, but okay. Dirty talk. Fine. That sounds fun. I'll do it. I just love that. Wait, that is what I asked you. And that's where we went. Listen, I don't know how we get to the places we, we get to on this podcast, but here we are. But she does ultimately find herself to become a more active participant in the dirty talk. Loves it. And I do have to say that my problem with this dirty talk is it seemed less, like, sexy. And it was like he was just narrating what he was doing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's (laughs) It was just kind of gross. Like, now I'm licking your nipple. Well, sir, you're licking it. No. And you just took your tongue off my nipple to say that. I know. It was weird. I was just like, is this is not my version of dirty talk. Would you like to share your version? I will not. All right. However, well, maybe thought you'd want to be open and vulnerable just like me. No, no. I'm good. Okay. Slide into my DMs if you'd like to know. <laughs> oh my God. But I just thought it was a little, it was less dirty talk and more just like Narration. he was the fucking planet Earth guy. Yeah, he was, he was giving us planet Earth. 
And she was fully leaning in. She was ready. She was talking. I and was then... laughing when she was just, and she, hard. Yeah, like, she, Because Miranda's... she did say she had a problem with adjectives. I, you know what I think pushed her over the edge is to see Charlotte so, so calm about it and, like, think it's not a big deal. And then she's like, what the fuck if Charlotte's doing it? Why can't I do it? That's crazy. But then she did just keep saying rock. Rock. Yeah. Because he kept liking it. it. really be driving him crazy. Yeah, he was like, say it again. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this bedroom? So then they're, like, post-coital, it seems, where to believe. Mm-hmm. And they're laying there and talking about act that they just finished and he asks what she likes to do to him and she reveals that she fingers him and his butthole and what do i like you like it when i'm biting your nipple Mm-hmm. and what else you like it when i'm kissing your balls <laughs> oh yeah keep going and you really like it when i slip my finger in your ass Excuse me? You just love a finger in your ass. Oh. He's disgusted. We've had this conversation on this podcast. About fingering? About men. I know we talked about eating ass left and men right. Men and their buttholes. Straight oh, men Oh, yes, just in general. Well, remember, it they was a don't nice callback like... to the man with the spanking. Yes. Men in their butts, straight men in their butts, don't talk about it. They don't like really talking about it. They, trust me, there there have been a men in my life. Are you telling me, hold on, now you've opened up, so I now feel free to ask this. <laughs> okay. Are you telling me that you won't, you don't enjoy a man going down on you, but you have fingered a man? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like stick a full finger up the butt, but there was a light fingering. Even a fingernail up there is fingering. Anything. It was like some light, you know, and some guys like you got to be careful because some guys like really don't want you to do that. (laughs) So then like if you are like, oh, and you're being adventurous and you try to stick a little finger up, they get like kind of upset. So a man does not, most men, straight men, don't want you to, like, remind them that that's what they are into. Enjoy. It's, you know, it's right. the certain, look, it, hopefully. But uh, I gotta you know say, now, I wouldn't, I really didn't really want someone to remind me if they put a finger up my butthole. I'm okay with that. I mean, uh, if we. Again, slide into my DMs. Okay. <laughs> Um, but it, right, we are, and thankfully we're in now a more open space in which, like, sexuality is a lot more fluid and everyone Mm -hmm. can be open about what they enjoy and that if a man who identifies as straight wants somebody to finger him, Mm -hmm. eat his ass, he can just say, this is what I like. This storyline might look very different Mm -hmm. in, and just like that. Um, but it did remind me of when she mentions the spanking to that guy and he just leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're doing this like, Miranda's. she's sex positive and she's going to talk about it. But you know what? She didn't want to eat someone's ass. No, she's She'll not going to eat ass later. But this it. does give her language to ultimately get into phone sex, which we know she'll get into. So I do like that this storyline has unlocked something for our redheaded queen. Yeah, And I like that she's in a much better place than she was. She seems episode. a little bit more loose. She's less on one. Last episode, we really were like, get the fuck off our screens. 
So let's get into CB. Care, care. She's not that cute. She gets initials for me. Okay. <laughs> CB. CB. Carrie is, she's turning 34. We know this because she'll turn 35 next season. Correct. And she gets that really expensive cashmere scarf from Susan Sharon slash Dorinda, which I do appreciate that she says she's going to return and that we keep laying in Carrie has no money. Okay, I have an issue with this. I don't think it's a big deal if you want to return it. I do think it's very strange to look at someone after they just bought you a cashmere scarf and go, I could really use the cash right now. Why are you saying that? Well, I do think that there's a certain extent of like, if you give someone clothing, you expect to see them in it. Yeah, I mean, if you could be like, like, I don't know, just to say that it's uncomfortable. If you give someone like something that you should see them in it fairly soon. And then, and it's like, right, you should think about that. Like if someone gives you a piece of clothing, in the next four to five times you see them, you should wear it and send them a note saying how much I enjoyed it. Better you say in person, oh my God, can I sell this? Then send a thank you note that says, I really enjoyed the $900 I got back when I sold this. I understand. Like, I totally get it. I actually thought that was a moment of clarity for Carrie. And then she fell off a goddamn cliff. And not one moment later, you do not leave your friend when your when her husband is screaming at her like that. What do you mean? Susan Sharon's husband comes out and is acting a like a monster. Yeah. I would never just be like, okay, I gotta go, bye. Particularly when Susan Sharon says stay. Oh, I would feel very uncomfortable. You would probably feel worse the next day when maybe your girlfriend calls you and says, my husband hit me. Yeah. It's like, Listen, that is I not know. As... I know. But maybe this is like a common thing for Sharon and her husband. No, because Carrie makes it seem like she'd never seen it. And she didn't know if it was foreplay. What the fuck, Carrie? No, luckily well, Susan Sharon calls her and is okay. But I was like, Carrie? No, I get it. Yeah, I would maybe stick around. Or just be like, hey, we totally get that you're sleepy. Um, we're going to go out for another cocktail. Mm-hmm. And then, girl, we got to talk. Like, what's yeah, going like, on? Yeah, what the fuck Carrie's like, happened? okay, bye. I actually find you fairly annoying yeah. and I need another cigarette. And I'm going to go return the scarf. See ya. The woman just gave you a $900 scarf. <laughs> Maybe stick around and make sure she's alive the next day. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But she tells her she should leave her husband. And Susan Sharon then admits that she's leaving him and asks if she can sleep on Carrie's couch, which instantly made me wonder. Does I couldn't help Carrie but wonder. Carrie have a couch? Carrie don't have no couch. That's, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, she's got that little bench. She's got an ottoman. Yeah, I'm like, she's got a She doesn't even chair. have that comfy leather chair Aiden's going to make for no, her No, I was like, like she Like, the bitch has a bed. She has a bed. She literally has a bed and a desk. I truly cut, thought we were going to cut to Susan Sharon sleeping in the bathtub. <laughs> I... I mean, it was like... And then we did see her, like, slumped over one part. And I was like, I think she's sleeping on that ottoman. Like, Carrie doesn't have she's a She's curled up like a little cat. And by the way, like, a lot of people in New York don't. It's a very expensive place. There isn't a ton of space. Mm-hmm. It is totally fine for Carrie not to have a couch in her apartment. Right, but But it she's... was just... I would have been like, actually, I don't have a couch. And also, aren't you... No, maybe her husband is really controlling, like, the money. Oh. But, like, can't you just go to a hotel? I mean, we didn't really get that much backstory. I would have been like, here's the $900 from the scarf. Yeah. Go to a Marriott. But then, Carrie gets a phone call. Well, she gets flowers. Yes, she gets flowers. Sorry. Carrie gets flowers from our favorite gentleman. (laughs) Mr. Big. And they have a phone call. Very awkward. 
very. Hey, it's me. Carrie. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Great. Listen, I just wanted to call and thank you for the flowers. That was very thoughtful of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my, my secretary had it on her calendar, so I, you know. Oh, so your secretary sent them. No, I sent the flowers. My secretary alerted me to the day. Oh, well, that was very thoughtful of her and you for sending them. So you're welcome. Um, what are you doing on the big day? Oh, well, uh, Stanford's arranged this party down at Layla. You know, it's that Moroccan restaurant. You should come. The instant the words popped out of my mouth, I regretted them. Um, well, I, I, uh, I made some plans already, but... Or not. I mean, just forget it. I could, uh, maybe stop by later. Oh, fine. I mean, whatever. Uh, I may bring someone. Well, yeah. Uh, come and, and, and bring that person, and, uh, maybe I'll see you later, and, and thank you again for the thoughtful flowers. He was so nervous. He to looked talk to so her. good. He looked so funnies. good on the street. Woo, baby. <laughs> Mr. Big. Guys, I apologize. We, I know this man is garbage, but we just can't help ourselves. Honestly, we shouldn't have called this podcast shortcomings. We should have called it Big. Right. Exclamation point. Big exclamation point. <laughs> But I thought that conversation was a perfect, awkward piece of writing. He did genuinely seem uncomfortable. But nice. Like, he wasn't, like, he also doesn't know how to act around her. Because he didn't break up with her. She broke up with him. And so he's and like. Is beha- but it's interesting, right? She's Carrie's behaving like from they, a, he broke up with she, her. He broke up with her. Mm-hmm. Carrie is not acting from a place of power. No. So in some ways, this is the most balanced we've seen their relationship. Because he's like, well, wait, you broke up with me. She's still like, but I love you and want to be with you. And so they're just kind of both in that phone call, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I did have problems with the writing that I think they just should have said, had Big say something along the lines of, can I bring a friend or someone? I get that they wanted to make it mysterious, or so- a friend or someone would have made it mysterious. Yeah. But the way it was written made it too much alluded to a date. Yeah. And I, I don't think Big, knowing him the way I do. <laughs> yeah, you're close. Would you're ever close say that to Personal Carrie. friend. He wouldn't, but I also think sometimes we're supposed to believe that he would do something I like that I don't believe to her. that. But I don't think... Anything where Big looks bad, I am willing to be like, that was a problem with the writers. I know. <laughs> Well, buckle up, Chris. I'm like, um, that was actually the writers who forced him to leave her at the wedding. That had nothing to do with the character of John James Preston. Well, it was also last week when we were discussing Uh him and you fully were defending this man. Oh, in the bar. (laughs) You were like so adamant that this is like a good guy. And it's Carrie. She's drunk. He's a great man. So then we get to Carrie's dinner party. Mm-hmm. It's Susan the four Sharon. girls, Susan, Sharon, and Stanny. Mm-hmm. And she's panicked. She's panicked. She's drinking vodka sodas. Okay. Which doesn't really seem like a Carrie drink, no. but whatevs. And Big arrives with Mr. Marvelous, which I was like, he showed up and I was so happy to see him again, too. I was like, a familiar face. A callback. I was like, this guy. Love, I was like, love Mr. Marvelous. Yeah. He, he's gorge. He is gorge. He's a huge asshole, but he's gorgeous. Um, 
Yeah, so like the relief she felt, she was like, oh God, thank God, it's not a woman, it's Mr. Marvelous, who's seated next to Sharon. But she plays it really cool because she doesn't sit next, she doesn't have Big sit next to her. Right. But he is across from her, and so she's looking at him constantly. Yeah. I did love Mr. Marvelous and Susan Sharon connecting. They felt right. Susan Sharon made a play for Mr. Marvelous. I don't know if I can deal with being single all over again. I mean, it's not like every relationship doesn't have its ups and downs, you know? It's just that my husband and I, we work very hard, and we probably don't spend enough downtime together, you know? Compounded by the fact that neither of us gets enough sleep, you know? But <laughs> then again, who does? It's just that I really never imagined myself as a divorcee, you know? But I do think it's more important to till your own soil than it is to go in search of greener pastures. Do you ever shut the fuck up? In that moment, Susan Sharon suddenly realized how much she desperately missed her husband. I was like, let's get these two together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get them in the revival. Ultimately, just to wrap that up, that's what leads um, Mr. Marvelous being rude to Susan Sharon mm-hmm. is what leads her to remember how much she likes her husband. And they get Henry and then they have a common enemy. And that saves their marriage. Mm -hmm. And then we see Susan Sharon again in season four. We do. Carrie is out to dinner with Aiden and Charlotte. And Susan Sharon comes over and finds out that uh, Carrie and (gasps) Aiden are engaged. Oh, and that's the ring. And that's when Carrie is wearing the necklace on her her wedding ring as a necklace. Right. And says, it's closer to my heart. And she's like, oh, is that what the kids are doing these days? Yes. Which I do think is a cute idea, actually. Okay. Wearing your, you don't like, I love that, but that's because I don't like things on my fingers. Um, But Carrie has now ruined that idea by, because she just didn't want to marry Aiden. Right. And neither would I, because he's a piece of shit. I did hate when Stanford reveals that he's a top, basically, that he doesn't like anything in his ass. Mm -hmm. And everyone laughs. Why? Carrie is a sex columnist. She should understand that just because you were gay does not mean you want something up your ass. It's like... How is this woman a sex columnist? That is the age-old question on this podcast. We have asked she's many not, a she's time. She's not a good writer, and she's not. A, she doesn't seem to know anything about sex. She's not very open. Like she's not very open-minded. But I just thought that was so rude that it all the rude. women laugh at him. It is rude. And, and late, and that kind of returns to later when Samantha walks in on Stanford getting head from Marcus, and then when she relays that message to Carrie. Carrie is like, oh, what? Stanford would like to get his dick sucked? What the fuck, Carrie? <laughs> Justice for Stanny. Justice for Stanny. We miss you. We'll miss everything you brought to this show in the revival. Yes. And you deserve more than Carrie gave you as a character, Stanford. 100%. After dinner, what did you think of the idea that the women all leave Carrie with Big? She says, somehow I ended up alone with Big on the street. I'm like, well, all of your friends were there. Yeah, I mean, does he carry? Either Carrie is lying in monologue, which is most likely, or her friends are awful. I mean, I, you know, it could have been late. Things could have happened. I don't know. But now she's alone I mean, with we Big. we sent Charlotte home to, like, suggestively walk down her hallway and find the dog had ripped up all her shit. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Listen, I don't know. It just, I felt, I, we're really starting to get We had to get, to get Carrie the, and Big alone. Yes, we're starting to get into the, like, complexity of their relationship more. And they're incredibly formal with each other. Yeah, they're acting like two clowns. 
and he's like, oh, can I take you home? No, I'll get it. It's like, it's very, like, awkward. Stressful. It's even more awkward than their phone call because they're in person. Yeah. And they have a chemistry. And they're... I know. It does feel like they're almost there. Like, if one of them would be honest. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're not honest with each other. Well, Carrie's not honest. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen. No, they're both they're both being childish here. They're both being childish. Saying... They're both nervous. They both are scared. They don't know how to act. They're being very formal. They're being very standoffish with each other. It's very it's stressful to watch. And big departs and Carrie heads home and has the final monologue of the episode. Mm-hmm. As I watched him go. I realized the one thing I couldn't say to Mr. Big was, I'm still not over you. And I couldn't help but wonder, didn't we already know she misses Big? If the whole point of this episode is she misses Big, didn't we already learn that in the last one? When she cried in the hot new Yankees mouth? Oh, yeah. It just felt like, oh wait, we did this whole other episode... I already knew that. Yeah, like, we know Carrie. We got it. She we doesn't look Carrie. like shit writers. as much as she did last episode. Like, she looked real rough for a minute. Uh, they kind of, like, made her more put together. But, uh, like, we that's the theme of this show, is Carrie Mrs. Big. Okay, so she we were meant to see the wreck of the breakup, and now she has her own reckoning. Mm. And she is now more active but it just, I wish we had seen a little bit more of an idea. Yeah. If ultimately what we're meant to leave this episode with is Carrie missed Big. Mm-hmm. I already knew that. I missed yeah. him. And I watched this episode 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Everyone misses Big. You, He's the you world's greatest man. literally Google photos of him on days we're not even it, recording. Yeah. Because you're like, I got to get a look at that face. Yeah. I miss that man. Mm-hmm. And he's looking real good lately. When he, ugh, when he popped up on the street, when they were having that phone call, woo, I got a thrill. You... <laughs> I got a thrill. No, I mean, he has such a presence. Like, he's big. He's the... He it's, is. Honestly, I cannot name another per- man you could cast and... Have him called Mr. Big, mm-hmm. and it would make sense. Maybe Daniel Day Lewis, but he also just isn't as hulking. There's something right. about Chris Note's literal bigness. Yeah, like he's a big man. He like, he's a big man. He's got a big presence. He's really he's got thick thighs, wow. which we know save lives. Yeah. we're really okay. Okay, yeah, yeah we gotta move we gotta on. move on. So we're that getting... was the episode, guys. <laughs> Let's get into the roundup. What'd you think of the fashion? Okay, my favorite. Before we keep going. I know, we're like sweating like a little hot. bit. <laughs> we're both like, okay, we gotta, woo, we gotta get back on track. There will be a lot more of that to come. Cause there's just. Guys, when we get to the cheating arc next season. The elevator. My legs are going to be on the wall. <laughs> no, seriously. We will have to record that episode after dark. Like that will, that. Oh, the one with the elevator? Yeah. Like we can't. We can't do that in the morning. 
I'll look forward and figure out what week that is and make sure we have Wednesday night hell. <laughs> Wednesday night after dark. All right. What did okay. you think of the fashion? Yeah, the fashion. Okay, so I had two favorite looks. My number one favorite look was uh, Carrie's kimono robe that she wore to get the flowers at the door. Same. That was my number one. Favorite. Love. My second favorite look is Shar Shar's look at breakfast with her dog. Where she's in like a cute little black like crew neck sweater and like a little skirt. My favorite was the kimono. I thought that was so comfy, comfy chic um, at home. And it like looked fun. Like it looked like a fun little robe to throw on. Like a little And I love that's when you see uh, Susan Sharon just like hunched over like an ottoman. And I did think Carrie has had like a full day around Susan Sharon's Mm -hmm. body. She's woken up. Mm -hmm. She's gotten dressed. She might have gone out to get coffee. She's Mm -hmm. back. She's put on this kimono. Now she's writing. Susan Sharon's still slumped on that ottoman. Yeah. What'd you think of the men? We had um, Aaron Melman, Mr. Marvelous, James, Stanford, and Mr. Big. Who are you um, Who are you taking home? Well, we just went on a little Yeah, I, I, honestly, you know, but I, I can't really pick do them. try not to pick Mr. Big every, every episode. Time, but, but honestly, sometimes. this episode... I'm going with Mr. Big. There's no one... I'm going with Mr. Big. When he's in those sunglasses again on the street with his hair. It was like I'd never seen a man before. It was like I had never, yeah, like I'd never seen a man this. We'd walked 40 days, 40 nights, parched as fuck. Mm -hmm. Then he walked into our lives in those sunnies on the street. And the busy, the hustle and the bustle behind him. It looked chaotic, but he looked so... Together. Together. He was giving not full suit big. You know what? Honestly, you guys, we would let him run us ragged. <laughs> yes. Willingly. I'd be like, absolutely. He's kind of ruined my dating life as I'm walking through the streets just looking for this fucked up dude. Oh, God bless. Do you have any hot takes um, about this episode? I think mm, we've pretty much shared I think our hottest he, take. Yeah. I've got really very vulnerable. The thesis statement of this ep- this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got real vulnerable. Which is just we only like Mr. Big, and I want everyone to know when we set out to do this, we didn't think we would feel this way. No, did we? Uh, I certainly didn't. I was like, I cannot wait to get into Carrie and her her career. And we're going to look take an analytical look at this show. And now it's just like two horny bitches. I know. Screaming about Chris Nose. <laughs> He's like in a scene for about one and a half he was minutes. In this episode for six minutes. Yeah. And we're like, oh God, that man. You could do no wrong. So what, what uh, score would you give this episode? You know, I would give it like a five and a half. When I went into it. I was like, this is a total flop. Uh-huh. But now I'm looking at it. We've been talking for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm hot, turned on. I'm going to give it a five also. Yeah. That's... There had to be something there. there. Yeah, exactly. We got a little maybe Dorinda theory. We got... A lot of big. A lot of big. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of the season two, episode three, The Freak Show. Mm-hmm. Don't remember that one at all, so we'll I see do. how I feel about it. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pig Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off the Mess with Sam, and follow us online. I'm at Lewis 1219 Sam, where are you? I'm at Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Your Loft on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. All bye. right. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. It's summer and everyone's talking about water. LifeSource water systems reduce hard water problems and remove harsh chemicals that cities add to your Hetch Hetchy water. No filters to change, no salt to add, and no maintenance. LifeSource water gives you delicious water, softer skin and hair, and brighter laundry. For a limited time, LifeSource water will pay your sales tax. Offer ends soon. Call LifeSource water at 888-712-4279 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. That's 888-712-4279. LifeSource water. Taste and feel the difference.